0: Hello, and welcome to the Arts and Culture segment of The Gateway Presents. I'm Jonah Dunch, the Arts and Culture Editor of The Gateway, and I'm joined in the studio by Victoria Chu, The Gateway's online editor. You may have just heard doing the transition into this segment itself. Victoria, welcome.
1: Hello, it's very trippy to be on the segment and also producing the segment, <laughs> so this will be fun.
0: Indeed. Right on. So we're here today to talk to Victoria about an article that we published, which was a lot of fun. So Victoria did 10 noodle places to eat at in Edmonton before you die. And this list has been months in the making, and the votes are finally in. That's from Victoria Chu and her friend Jessica Lee. I thought it would be fun to talk to Victoria about what goes into this kind of article, the interesting, fun, circuitous route into the world of food in Edmonton. Now, why don't we start, Victoria, by uh, talking about how you got into the noodle scene in Edmonton at the start. What inspires you when it comes to the world of noodles?
1: Um, Well, first of all, I just have to say that my very first foray into noodles that I remember is actually Ichiban, like instant ramen. Um, and okay. as a preview, we're actually probably going to do an instant ramen review for the Gateway Ooh. later. Yeah, it's a little sneak sneak preview of yeah, things to come. For
0: everyone who's at home just refreshing the Gateway website every day. Exactly, yeah. It'll <laughs> probably be a while, though,
1: because um, these kinds of articles, even though they, they look like they don't take very long to make, if you think about the amount of time that it would actually take to go to 10 places and and eat at things and eat more than once and try some different permutations of food it actually takes quite a while so it took us over a year to write this um partially because every time we got together to write it we would just eat noodles and then not write anything and then we would get together and be like oh we gotta eat more noodles and then we wouldn't write anything anyway so yeah um in in terms of like what got me into noodles i guess like the best (laughs) hey that's what you asked the best the best thing about noodles is just like it's so accessible Um, it's just like a food that has kind of like dumplings or rice porridge or any kind of porridge dish there are certain ubiquitous foods that connect people around the world and it it doesn't really matter what culture or country you're from you probably have had a type of variation of that dish. Noodles are one of those. And because I'm Asian, I just, I eat at a lot of Asian places and we live in a cold place and noodle soups are good and comforting. Even if you just think of like chicken noodle soup, um, it's just something that's nice when it's cold out and it's cold here so much that I just eat a lot of it. And uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite foods. And it's just, you know, writing an article like this is a good way to just get really into what you like and it's an excuse to just eat a lot of foods that you enjoy. So that's essentially it, I don't know.
0: Awesome, so when did you and Jessica first get the idea of writing this comprehensive 10 noodle places list?
1: Um, So Jessica is a fellow business student, and uh, we would do these case competitions together in our first year, uh, which are these things where you're given a problem, and then you have a certain amount of time to solve them, and you have to present a PowerPoint on your solution, and uh, they're very stressful is the point. Um, So after these uh, case competitions, we would like to go for noodles. and. You know i think nomia was one of the first places we went to it was really great i don't know i just have we we have like really good memories we love eating both of us (laughs) maybe too much i don't know um and we like to talk and it's just i don't know like we it opens us up a lot to just eat a lot of noodles and and stew for a really long time over nice hot food and you know be in this insular place where no one is bothering us, or like looking over our shoulders and stuff. Like We never really talked that much at school because she works so much, so we'd come together over meals a lot of the time. And it's just something that's kind of carried us through as we've gone through our degrees, and she's gonna graduate in April, so.
0: Are there any noodle places that didn't make the cut?
1: At the time of recording, yesterday the whole well most of the gateway staff we all went to this place on white it's actually on 103rd street and 81st avenue if you want to check it out yourself Mm -hmm. called chef hung and it's like the chef hung beef taiwanese noodle house it's a franchise that's actually come from taiwan i believe um but they just make uh their noodles in house and their broth is really rich and it's just really really good i mean i went there for their soft opening and it was delicious i didn't have to pay for anything and i was like man i would actually just pay for this food Um, and we all went there yesterday and walked through the bitter colds and then we were rewarded with really nice just hot noodles and i mean some of our staff didn't think it was like the best i guess but i think that Overall, the consensus was that it was pretty good. It was pretty good quality.
0: Yes, that was a fun meal last night. And definitely if we do a sequel to this article, we can make sure to include Chef Hung. So everyone, the 11th place on the list, that's Chef Hung. <laughs>
1: yeah, and then, I mean, there there are places out there where... You know, like you you go there, and maybe they're a place that you frequent, but you don't necessarily want to stay. Like, if you had to come to Edmonton and eat noodles, like you would go here.
0: Yeah, because there are lots and lots of noodle places in Edmonton, and many of them are a bit more hole-in-the-wall or like mom-and-pop shops. You're know, around like Chinatown North or in other parts of the city. So. Well, and like some of yeah. them
1: are are places where I eat a lot. For instance, like Double Greeting
0: wonton house it's like one of those places i eat
1: there all the time we get so (laughs) much takeout but i think their thing is like i don't know a lot of if you've never been to a traditional not even traditional just like a very popular chinese style uh restaurant the way it works is there's like a hundred menu items there's just every variation of congee that you could want and every variation of like fried noodles that you could want um but they only do like those items but every every possible way so you know i get kanji there all the time and like i always have the whatever i can't remember what it is anymore but like it's the it has a century egg in it and stuff anyway that's like a place where i don't get noodle soup so it doesn't make the list
0: Let's say I've only ever eaten Wonder Bread um, with, uh, let's cream? say, with, with Dijon mustard, right? Okay. So I, I, that's have a that's <laughs> <laughs> I have a touch of class. That's disgusting, that's revolting. I have a touch of white trash class. Um, how would you convince me to eat noodle soup?
1: I would say, hey, have you ever lived, have you ever lived a single day in Edmonton <laughs> when the weather is not plus 10?
0: Yeah. And I'd say, oh boy, I sure have.
1: And I would say, well, while you were sitting there eating your probably not toasted Wonder Bread with Dijon mustard, um, I was enjoying this meal that you should really try. Just a steaming hot, nice, comforting, delicious, savory bowl of broth, really rich... Um, with tons of different notes beneath it. Like, there's tons of spices in a lot of these broths. Like, just as an aside, broth in general, especially bone broth, not stock, but like bone broth that's been simmering for hours and hours and hours, um, is, I would say it's like a pretty storied ancient food. Like, people have been eating it for a really long time and incorporating it into tons and tons of different dishes all around the world, so anyway. Broth with all those kinds of, like, apple cider vinegar and, like, basil and, like, I don't know, star anise and stuff. It, it just – it's great. Anyway, so that mixed with – I don't know. I think the best noodles are hand-pulled noodles. They're my favorite. It's when someone just, like, makes it instead of just taking it out of a freaking – I don't know, like, just a package and then dumping it in some water and being like, Haha, here's your mm-hmm. noodles. Anyway, stuff made by hand is always better than packaged stuff, but I think everyone agrees with that. Yeet. Um yeah. So then, and the best thing about noodle soups too, is that you can just customize them. So if you want like, I don't know, in the case of pho, which is probably the the type of noodle soup I eat the most. If you just want a little bit of spice, you can add like, I don't know, sriracha sauce to it, which is that red rooster sauce. If you don't know what that is, it's always in a lot of Asian restaurants. Um, you can add basil. It is not mint, Everyone thinks it's mint. It's not people mint. People think it's
0: mint. It's basil.
1: Yeah. People think people it's mint. Think it's mint. Yeah. It's <gasps> not mint. It's basil. You can add bean sprouts. You mm-hmm. can add lime juice. And there's that
0: peanut sauce as well. Yeah. Yeah. I can't
1: eat that because I'm allergic to peanuts. Ah. Uh, but yes, you can add a lot of things. You can add hoisin sauce, pretty much anything. It's customizable. I think that's really good. I mean, you could say that about a lot of things like sandwiches are customizable, but sandwiches you see when you're sick or when you're really cold, do not warm you up and mm. make you feel better. I think that's the real draw of noodle soup chad student who's only eaten wonder bread and dijon mustard
0: (laughs) so i am Chad's student still you know you've convinced me to try out noodle soup um some tried some asian noodle soup even though all i've eaten in my life has been wonder bread with dijon mustard because i'm classy so where would you recommend that i eat to start out on my noodle soup journey
1: well it depends if you want ramen or if you want pho Or, if you don't care, What what, what are
0: those? There's so many kinds of noodles. Yeah,
1: that's true. Okay, so my personal favorite, which our managing editor actually asked me this question yesterday. Mm. My favorite is actually udon soup. Um, Mm. Like, udon noodles, really thick. They're Japanese. Uh, They're, like, white in color, I guess. Um, But nowhere in Edmonton, I find, really makes a lot of udon soup, so... Usually I'll just make that at home. If I'm going out, it's usually either ramen or pho. And it's usually, I don't really deviate from that if I'm in Edmonton. Um, so I would say that pho is more of a comfort food for me, whereas ramen is like, wow, you can get some expensive ramen um, at some of these places if you really want to shell out the cash money flow. Um, but I would say pho is a good intro thing. It's kind of like chicken soup in that it's, you know, I don't know a lot all my viet friends eat it when they're sick um but it's also just good when you're not sick it's a uh, very chill food like there's no fancy weird stuff in it if you don't want there to be usually it's just like broth noodles you don't have to add any of that basil and beans broth stuff if you don't want to onions um and then usually some sort of meat you don't have to have meat in it you can have vegetables but usually it comes with meat it's usually like flank or shank or something and if you want to get fancy after that you can add like beef tendon or tripe but i think that's probably the best and i would say for that you should go to lapagoad or Pagalac, um because it's it's like a family thing they are associated with both Pagalac is downtown and Lapagode is beside West Edmonton Mall in a strip mall, and I've been going there since I was six years old. Possibly before that, but I don't remember because I only remember ever eating there. Wow. So yeah, they it's good.
0: So you mentioned that in pho especially, you can choose different kinds of meats to have in it. Now, I'm Chad's student, right? I've only ever had Wonder Bread with Dijon mustard, but now I have tried noodle soup, right? So I'm getting open to it. I've sipped my broth, I've eaten my noodles, but there's this other kind of interesting meat in my soup. I've, I've never seen it before. It looks like a waffle, but not?
1: What? You mean tripe?
0: I mean tripe.
1: Yeah, tripe is cow stomach lining.
0: Boy!
1: <laughs> um I, actu- I, I love tripe, actually, mm. to be honest with you. Like, I don't really – I don't need to yeah. anymore. But um, when I was younger – I would usually get a bowl of pho and then because I would go to Lapa literally every week, like every week, they wouldn't even ask us what we wanted because they just knew because I would get the same thing every single week and I would never get sick of it. I would get that and then I would order just a bowl of tripe with nothing, like just some pho broth and some tripe. (laughs) And I would eat that straight, and I almost choked on it a few times because, like, I don't know, tripe is like really—it can be really long and like stringy and stuff, depending on how they cut it. Um, But yeah, tripe's good. I mean, it depends how it's cooked, and and some people don't like. Like, I like plain food, quote unquote, plain food. Um, So I'm fine with just eating straight tripe. But I don't know. I feel like you shouldn't be scared. A lot of people are really put off by things like I was like, oh, it's like calcium lining, but I mean, like, people eat hearts and liver, which I think are gross, or than cow stomach lining um but yeah there's that chicken feet's another one people often get Mm. really turned off by the idea of eating chicken feet but i mean have you heard of what they put into the wings of chickens like just chicken wings like Mm. so many hormones in those but you still eat them i don't know i feel like you can't really say that if you're gonna write off chicken feet which again that was probably my favorite thing to eat at dim sum every time was like just like a whole bowl of chicken feet because, you know, you, you like suck the meat off the bone, you spit out the joints. I don't know. It's just great. Yeah.
0: If there's any takeaway from today, it's that Victoria is metal. Like, wow.
1: I don't know. A lot of people, all the Asian people I know, like, eat that and, and way weirder stuff. So <laughs> sure, Yeah.
0: yeah. Is there any particular item on this list that really sticks out to you? Either the whole restaurant, its aesthetic, or any particular dish. When you think back on this past year of eating noodles with Jessica...
1: I would say that, first, okay, so Tokawa ramen is a standout because they have very, very good broth. Um, I would say that it's, it's like some of the best in the city. That said, they also close when they run out every day. And they don't tell you, really, like <laughs> when they when they run out. So sometimes Jessica and I, would be like, oh, God, I just want to go get some ramen. Let's go to Tokawa. Go up. We roll up to the door, and it's like, sorry, no more soup today. And we're like, are you kidding me? So anyway, there's that. Also, is very expensive. That's another thing. Um, kind of like a price barrier type deal. But, I mean, if price were no object, yeah, Tokawa's really, really, really good. Especially their black garlic ramen. Um, and their pot stickers are little rectangles instead of mm. like other shapes, which is kind of uh, interesting. Um, is good just because I have eaten there so many times, like probably the most I've eaten at Nomiya than other than anywhere else. And it's just really reliable and good. And their sushi is really good. Like their sushi is super fresh. Uh, the nori or the fish, like it's it's really high quality. Um, and then the last thing I would probably highlight aside from God, which I've talked so much about already is Chopsticks Diner at the very bottom because that's mostly a meme on one of our friends. Uh, Jessica and I have this mutual friend. Um, and, you know, it's kind of just like an inside joke between us all uh, about Chopsticks Diner. But we actually have eaten there, and Jessica really does, her family really does take out from there all the time. It's a place on the west side, and uh, it's just like a family run Chinese place. Um, but I would, I would say, yeah, sure. Check, check out chopsticks and Standard. why not? We've done like a Noodle Nation on them. It's, yeah. it's just great. I, I, and it's like a, it's like, you know what, when, when people, when we write these things, we like have, like to have fun. So that's one of the, that's one of the standouts for that reason.
0: <laughs> okay. I'll take note of that. Yeah. How would you weigh like more like fancy places against more of like the traditional home style, um, you know, Chinese Canadian places?
1: Uh, I would say that if you are going to a fancier place, a more upscale place, a newer place, a quote-unquote more, like, Western place, you Mm. probably are paying more um, because they are probably going to have higher overhead because they're not going to be in a place like Chinatown where the rent is hella cheap. Um, That said, you also probably won't have to worry too much about the place getting shut down in the next couple months for health code (laughs) violations Um, because, I don't know, a lot of places that, you know, serve really good food, Sometimes their health codes aren't necessarily all all there. They're not firing at all four cylinders on that front. But I mean, that said also, you worry about things like uh, it's less of a hidden gem. You know, these places usually have better marketing. Um, they cater to a different audience. So, you know, if you go into a place and it's full of old Asian people, probably objectively quality wise it's really good because they if it was better and they could make it better themselves they would but if it's good enough for them to go out of their way and eat it it says something um and then i guess there's like a nice sense of authenticity and being really like really getting to know the staff of a smaller place that's you know been a fixture of a community for a really long time like i mentioned at lapago like i never really have to say what i want to order because they just know and they know what I like. It's, it's like very nice to have that connection as opposed to a busier place that is more popular and sees more people come through all the time. But yeah, and also places that are smaller are cheaper. And I don't, I don't know, like Kodahue, for instance, I would say like, oh, but it's easier to get a table. Not necessarily. Like Kodahue is really popular. And we mentioned it in our article, if you're uh, lucky enough to get a table there, then you're really happy because they're always so busy. Um, but I don't know. All, there, all, the, all these different places have different merits to them.
0: Alrighty. Well, I believe that's all the time we have for today. Victoria, thank you so much for talking about your article and your life in the world of noodle soup.
1: I am always willing to talk about food all the time.
0: (laughs) Excellent. This has been the arts and culture segment of the Gateway Presents. I'm Jonah Dunch, This is Victoria Chu. And we've been discussing 10 noodle places to eat at in Edmonton before you die on the Gateway website. I hope you can check it out and maybe try some of these noodle places yourself. Closing out. Bye.